Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friends, I get emails all the time, and you're welcome to send me emails at askdell at luinc.com uh, with your questions and or something you would like me to discuss on this show. But I get this question all the time. It's pretty much the same question. Why do you put down 401ks? And I got one here from a, a guy who said, why do you put down 401ks so strongly when everybody I know believes that they're the best thing you can possibly do. And then I, you know, emailed back to the guy and said, everybody you know who has a job probably tells you that because they know no other way. That's what they've been told, and that's what you've been told, and everybody's been told the same thing. But I said, go ask any retired, wealthy person, and you'll see that of the... 50,000 clients I have at Lifestyles Unlimited, which is quite a few, but we're all over the country, and probably only 1% or 2% of them even have a 401k anymore. Most of them, 98% of them, liquidate the 401k within a year or two of being here because they realize that they can do so much better outside of the 401k than they can inside of the 401k. So why is that? Well, there's a plethora of reasons, and plethora, by the way, is a neat word for a multitude of reasons why that might be, and they are normally ones that I will only go through if you're in a two-day seminar where I've got an hour. Well, I decided to take today's hour on the show and go through these, so I hope some of you can hang with me. Because by the time you get to the end of this, you're just going to scream, pull your hair out, and go one of two things either. I don't want to hear what he has to say. Everybody that I know that I think is smart is doing it, and so I'm going to do it too. Or they're going to go, man, 401k is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of my whole life. How did I get talked into it? And you're going to have some emotional pull on this conversation because so many people believe that it's the right thing to do. When I know without a doubt that I've had way more success with people outside of 401ks than any 401k group of people had money inside of a 401k have ever had as far as results go. What do I mean by results? I mean, what do you totally earn with it? And when and where does the money come to you? And how much taxes do you pay on it? Et cetera, et cetera. We're going to cover all of those today because they're all relevant to, to what we have going on here. So let's start out with just the basic premise and where did all this stuff come from and start from? The basic concept is, is that people can't retire because they don't have any income coming in. And the concept of just saving money is a difficult concept for people because they barely make enough money to live on. Has there ever been a point in your life, a time in your life, where you said to yourself, gosh, I don't need any more money. I really should probably save a lot more because I really don't need this money. I don't think anybody's ever said that, have they? And so the idea was you have to have some type of a social safety net. Social security was that. But Social Security only produces probably about a third of what most people need to survive, just to survive, let alone thrive in retirement. So companies in the past 
used to have a social contract. If you give us 30, 40 years of your life, we're going to then give you a retirement plan and call it a pension. Now, in my family, I have one teacher retired on a pension, one college professor retired on a pension, another college administrator was a dean retired on a pension. I have a brother-in-law that just retired from publicly owned city bus. I don't even know what you call it. (laughs) Transit. There we go. I guess that's probably the right word. He worked for the transit department, and he just retired on a pension. His wife also has a pension coming because she works for a utilities company, a government-controlled utilities company. All of these people taking their pension and taking their Social Security together, especially if you have husband and wife both earning that, have enough money to retire comfortably. Not wealthy, not rich, but comfortably. They're going to have enough money to survive. But the 401k cannot make that same promise because what the 401k is, is a pile of money. So here lies the the concept is it was very, very expensive to make these long-term promises called pensions, and so they stopped doing it. And most private companies couldn't afford to back them up with the funds necessary to be able to guarantee you can provide them. The government, on the other hand, prints money, so anybody that works for the government can get a pension now because they are just printing money, and they're giving you fake money. They don't care, right? And they just tax us higher to give you more. It's okay. It's not an argument for that today. It's just the fact that, that if I could get a pension, I'd love to have a pension, right? It's a great thing for the people receiving the pension. But for everybody else that works in corporate America that's not in a publicly held company, pensions are just about a thing of the past. And so what they did was to get away from them, they had to have something, you know, it's like a shiny object to get you to stop focusing on pensions. They pulled out this shiny coin flipping around on a you know shiny string and said, hey, here's a 401k. Look at this. Here's all these wonderful things the 401k does. But the 401k, as I'm going to go into today, is really a terrible investment, probably one of the worst investments I've ever seen in my life. It just doesn't make any sense. Up till 59 and a half, you have to pay a penalty for getting it back. What do you mean? You mean if I invest into this asset and I want my money back, I have to pay not only the income taxes on the money, but also a penalty for taking it out? Yeah. What if I buy a piece of real estate? I buy it. Can I sell it anytime I want? Anytime you want. Wow. Is there a penalty? No, in fact, it might be a capital gain. You might make money by selling it. Ooh, man, there's a difference, huh? So when do I start receiving any kind of cash flow? You don't ever until you take it out. You never really receive cash flow. You only just get your money back plus whatever capital gains it might have accrued during the time. Step number one, first investment question. If I could get paid $500 a month now and for the rest of my life get paid $500 a month, positive cash flow, $6,000 a year, right? $6,000 a year for, let's say, from 20 to age 60, that's 40 years. I just want to do a little math here, thinking this out loud as we go through this. 6000 a year times 40 years of working, that's $240,000 I could have earned already. Now, let's say to earn that, I have to put $25,000 down to buy a house. So on a $25,000 investment, I earned $240,000. Do you actually think if you put $25,000 in your 401k, it would end up $240,000? That isn't going to happen. 
in seven lifetimes, guys. What if I told you I wanted you to invest into a real estate investment and I wanted you to buy a house? And every month you had to make a payment into the house. And the idea was that 30 years from now, the mortgage would be paid off and you'd own a house. That's a pretty good concept, right? It's a, it's sort of a forced savings plan. You've got to make that payment every month. But at the end, you've got this chunk of money. Now, by the way, we'd be happy that maybe that house went up in value also, that there was some appreciation. So maybe, you know, we paid a, over 30 years, we paid 100000 for a house that ends up being worth 200000 right? That's the concept. Now, basically, that's what you're doing with a 401k. With a 401k, you're putting money into the 401k. Then you are waiting for 30 years to accumulate a value, whatever that value is of that house at that time or whatever that value is of that 401k at that time. So isn't it the same thing? And the answer is no, because the difference is on the house, you're receiving four or $500 a month positive cash flow from day one. And you're not receiving that on the 401k. Could you imagine if I told you that your boss was stealing four or $500 a month out of your pocket every month? because they stuck you in a 401k that really should have been producing four or 500 a month in positive cash flow. Can you imagine if I sold you a rent house and had you own it for 30 years, but I never gave you the rental income? I said, I'm going to let you have the value of the house go up, but all the income produced during that time, you don't get. Well, that's what's happening with your 401k. You realize somebody's got your money, right? And whoever that is, let's just say that money goes to some place like a bank or a finance company or something. They do something with that money, and I'll tell you what they do with it. They lend it to somebody like us investors. And we go out and we buy something and we make 100, 200, 300, 400% returns over long periods of time. And you earn two or three or 4%. That's what's happening. I'm using your money to get rich. You're not using your money to get rich. Your 401k administrators are getting rich managing your money, but you are earning nothing on your money. Wow, it's just the biggest ripoff that there ever was. Now, let's talk about some other problems with it. Let's start with the problem of the concept of the long-term investment horizon. How do you know what to invest in over the long term? What is going to go up? What is going to go down when you start investing over 30-year periods of time? The answer is you don't. The next thing is you look at if your money's in a 401k and there's an administrator administrating it, Do you even have the same guy managing it for 30 years? I doubt very highly that the same guy works on your plan more than five or 10 years at the most, and you get somebody else. And so now you have all these ideas, and the plan's everywhere. So there's really no control in the investment whatsoever. Whereas in the real estate deal, you know exactly what you're building. You're building a portfolio of real estate that's going to go up in value, and it's going to continue to go up in value because rental income and rental values have gone up every year forever. One major crash which could be to your advantage, and I'll explain that in a moment. But the other thing is called dollar cost averaging. The concept here is that they sell you on, this is the only way they sell you on the 401k, is that it's okay to buy a little bit of stock every single paycheck. Why? Well, sometimes you're paying way too much for it. The stocks are too high that week, but that's okay. You buy less stock. But maybe a couple months later, stocks have gone down, and you can buy, for the same amount of money, you can buy more stocks. And over a long period of time, the concept is this averages itself out. You're either buying large amounts of stock when the values are down, large quantity of stock when the values are down, or you're buying low quantity but more valuable stock, meaning your portfolio's up in value, supposedly, et cetera, et cetera. And so dollar cost averaging is the scam that has been put in place to get you to put X 
amount of dollars into your investment each and every paycheck. Now, that would be stupid. That would be like me going out on the street and buying a house, one house every paycheck, and sometimes paying full market price for the house and the next time getting a deal. Why would I ever do that? Every single time I'm going to spend my money, I'm going to let it sit there, sit there, sit there, sit there, wait, 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 sit there, sit there, attack. And when I attack, it's because I'm buying the property below market value. I'm making instant gains on my investment. Whereas you've just put some money in account. The guy went out and bought your stock at the highest price it's ever been, and you've just overpaid. And if the stock goes down tomorrow, you've lost money already. You've lost right out of the blocks. Whereas I've gained right out of the blocks. So dollar cost averaging, although it is a logically a logically sounding concept, it really makes no sense at all when you're trying to make massive returns. And what do we need to do? If you don't have millions of dollars, how are you going to retire? How are you going to get massive returns if you're just blindly throwing your money into an investment financial planner? <sighs> Next thing, what about liquidity? How do you get your money out of a 401k? Well, there's really like three ways you can get your money out. One is quit your job. And if you quit your job, boy, you have no income. That's cool. Now you can take the money out of your 401k. You can liquidate it. But if you do and you're younger than 59 and a half, you not only pay income taxes on the money, but you pay a penalty, 10% penalty. Now, I want you to understand something about what they've lied to you on. They've lied to you by telling you that... When you take your paycheck and you stick it in the 401k, you're not paying taxes on the money. So you're deferring the tax. That is a lie. You are deferring part of the tax. You are deferring income tax. You are not deferring Social Security and Medicare. So here you are. You are getting taxed on that money. So you put in, you know, whatever it is, you can put in $500, but you only get to actually invest 400 because Social Security and Medicare took 7.5% out if you're working for somebody and 15.3% out if you're working for yourself. And so you really don't even have as much to invest as you thought you had to invest because you thought it was all pre-tax dollars. But it's not all pre-tax dollars. It's another lie. And they just predicate these lies to get you to do this thing. So now you want to get it out. Now you got to pay a penalty to get it out. Now, you can, if you go to another company, roll it over to an IRA, and then you can take it out. But you still have to, for 59 and a half, pay a penalty. You can take a loan against it. You can borrow up to half of what you have in there, not to exceed $50,000. Although, while we're under this COVID health crisis thing, you can borrow up to $100,000 out of it. But you have to pay it back and put it back into the 401k, which is still better than not getting it. Because if I could go borrow that hundred grand right now, I could go make a hundred grand with it and pay the loan back and still have the hundred grand. Successful Lifestyles Unlimited member retires in 10 months. The hardest part for me was to drop off my son, go to a job that I absolutely hated for five years, but know that that was a sacrifice that I needed to make, and then only be able to get to spend two hours with him after school before he had to go back to bed. So that's why once we started and we joined Lifestyles, we said, okay, we have a roadmap. We know what we're going to do. And then a month later, we find out we're pregnant with baby number two, and we're like, okay, we got to kick it up a notch. So that's how we were able to purchase four different properties and um, replace, 
in 10 months, replace my income in 10 months so that whenever I finished maternity leave, I didn't have to go back to work. I think a, I think a couple weeks before she baby came out is when we closed on a fourplex and that was enough for her not to have to go back to work. Are you ready for your roadmap to real estate retirement? Attend the online free workshop, just like Carolina did. Register lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about the 401k plan and uh, why it's an ineffective investment retirement plan and so on and so forth. So let's go a little bit deeper here. Let's talk now uh, more in forms of specific things that it does wrong. One, every distribution you take out of your 401k is going to be taxed at the highest possible tax rate that it can be taxed at. Now think about that. When did you put your money into the 401k your whole life, right? When were you in the lowest tax bracket? When you were young? As you got older, moved up in the ranks, you were in a higher tax bracket. So as you deferred the taxes on this, the money you could have got out in the beginning would have got out at the lowest tax bracket possible, the money that as you put it in further towards the end, you were avoiding the higher tax brackets. So the logic behind that is, why do they say you'll take it out at your lowest tax bracket? You're actually taking it out at your highest tax bracket. So, well, because you're unemployed, you've retired. So you don't have your earned income. Well, that doesn't make any sense because Unless you're going to cut your standard of living to nothing, if you're going to live in the same house, drive the same car, eat the same food, wear the same clothes, go out the same number of times a week, you're going to need a certain amount of money. And that money is going to be withdrawn from your 401k. And at the rate that that standard of living, that cost of living is withdrawn is the rate of tax you're going to be taxed. And guess what? That's your highest tax bracket. Unless you're going to say that I'm just going to cut my standard of living in half. And then let's see, here's my plan for life. I plan to work and earn and save and work and earn and save and struggle my whole life. So when I get to the end, I can cut my standard of living to nothing. My success plan is to fail. I plan to fail at the end of my life and live worse than I did when I was a kid. Way worse than I did when I was a kid because they're saying that my tax bracket will be lower than it was when I was a kid. Does that make any sense at all to you? Do you have any ability to see how stupid that is? For you to take it out at a lower tax rate, you have to have earned or living on less than you did when you were a kid. How can you afford to do that when you're an adult? I can't live that way. Even if I cut my standard of living back down to almost next to nothing, I couldn't live on what I lived on as a kid. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Am I going to get rid of all my cars, all my expensive cars? I guess I have to. Am I going to get rid of my house? I'm going to have to. What am I going to do? 
go back to live in the 700-square-foot condo I lived in or the 700-square-foot apartment that I rented? That was the standard of living that I had when I was a kid. Do you really expect me to go back to that so that I can take a small amount out of my 401k and keep my tax bracket down? Secondly, the money I earn from real estate is almost tax-free. Absolutely tax-deferred all the way and could be completely until you die, in which case the taxes just go away. Now, that's a whole other concept to talk about taxation and real estate. That's another show. But the reality is, just take my word for it. If done correctly, you could avoid taxation on your real estate income forever. So I'm not paying taxes on the money. You're pulling money out of the 401k, and I'm getting it out of my real estate tax-free. It's not even close to the same thing. You have to earn 30% more to take out the same amount I take out. But wait, there's more. The money that I earned is capital gains because the houses went up in value. And the money you earned in capital gains as the stocks went up in value should be taxed at something called a capital gains rate, which is much lower than the income tax rate most of the time. Well, guess what? I get to tax my capital gains if I elect to be taxed at all because I can get out of paying capital gains tax by doing a 1031 tax-free exchange. But let's say I, for whatever reason, decide I do want to sell and take the gain at that time. I can take it when I want to take it, and I can take it as a capital gain, which is way less than earned income tax. You, on the other hand, if you take that capital gain out of your 401k, are going to pay Ordinary income taxes, the highest possible tax rates there are, up to 37%. And if you live in a liberal state, you're going to pay income taxes, which is another 10 to 12 to 15% of state income taxes. You literally, quite literally, could be in the 50% tax bracket taking the money out of your 401k. If you live in California, New York, Illinois, any liberal state where they tax you on your earned income. Because that's earned income. Where it really isn't earned income, guys. It's really passive income. It's really capital gains. But they're taxing you as if it is earned income. And they got you to do that voluntarily. Can you imagine that? You know, it's bad enough that they do it to you. You're doing it voluntarily. It's crazy. What if tax rates go up? Do you think this country is getting more rich or less rich with all this debt they're accruing? I think, obviously, we're going further and further in debt. And so we're going to have to raise the taxes. At some point, we've got more and more people that are not working, that are living off the welfare system and or the Social Security system. And less and less of actual people working. What do you think is going to (laughs) happen? It's going to collapse. No, they're just going to tax you more. It's just going to become more and more socialistic every year. You're going to see the social people, the left, 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 will suck the country dry to provide for the have-nots. And the have-nots have not because they don't produce. And if they would produce, they would have. It's that simple. So instead of figuring out a way for the country to produce more so everybody can have more, They're going to, when they get back control from the Republicans again, the Democrats are going to turn around and put all those processes in place to suck from the rich and give to the poor. 
Well, what does that mean to you? Well, you don't see yourself as rich. I mean, you got a job, you work hard, you, you know, live a basic level of existence. It seems okay, but, you know, you keep it up with the Joneses. But the poor people out there, they see you as the man. They see you as the bad, bad, bad man. You got the money. If you got money in a 401k, you are rich. It's time to take your money away from you. So how are they planning to do that? Well, the last time we had a stock market crash, a really big one, not this one recent one, but before that, they came out with a bunch of government plans to take your 401k away from you. Whoa, whoa, what do you mean? That can't be true. That's a lie, Dell. That's one of those, you know, conservative lies. No, I want you to look this up. I think it was Venezuela that did it first, and then we looked at it as a possibility. What they want to do is they're saying, you know, as a retirement vehicle, the stock market is just not safe, and we shouldn't allow people to put their money away uh, in these investment plans that are so much at risk, especially since they are just being taken advantage of and massive fees. So they finally changed the law where they took away. They had to show you the massive fees. They don't take them away, but they sh- you now have to be able to show you the fees you're paying on your 401k, which are astronomical. But Secondly, more importantly, they tried to pass a law where what they would do is make you sell your 401k off and buy government bonds because government bonds, according to them, are safer. It's a safer investment, right? The T-bill is a safer investment than the stock market. But the T-bill is paying 1% and the money's going back, you know, all that money would be sucked up by the government and it would all be taxed by when they take that money out of that 401k, they're going to tax it and then they're going to sell you T-bills. So now you have no control at all. The government totally controls the value of those T-bills. If they want to water down the economy, they water down your T-bills become worth nothing. They totally have control. And if tomorrow you wanted to go out and buy an apartment complex and become wealthy, you couldn't. Your money would be gone. You'd be tied up in T-bills. I know you don't believe this is true if you're out there and you, you know, go look it up. I don't even know what you call it. I should have looked it up to find out what it was called beforehand. But I've, I've told and talked about it many times in the past. Uh, if somebody is listening to the show and they can tell me what it is, send me an email or at askdell at com and name for me what the bill was called or what they were calling it when they were forcing everybody to buy these government T-bills and liquidate the 401k. Uh, Another thing they were talking about was uh, forcing people just to go ahead and liquidate the 401k because they needed more taxes. They couldn't allow trillions of untaxed dollars to be sitting in these 401ks, so they were going to say, you can't have more than this amount in there, and if you do, then you have to cash it out and pay taxes on it. I mean, they've had all kinds of ideas to come up with more tax income. You realize that. The government needs tax income to exist, and the more liberal the government is, the more tax income it needs to exist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the bottom line is, is that without getting into politics, what are you going to do to protect yourself? My suggestion, go to Lifestyles and learn how to do all this stuff and understand it completely before you start doing it. Number two, get with your financial planners, your tax guys, whatever it is, and get your money out. We have attorneys and CPAs can help you do this and do it the right way, the most effective way, and the least tax way. When you get out there and you've got all that money available, then you need to use what you've learned at Lifestyles Unlimited to be able to invest it and start earning returns that are much higher than what you're earning in your 401k. That's what you need to do. And if you do that, I guarantee you two, three, four years from now, you're going to be way, 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 way happier than you are right now. In fact, if I could, I could bring people in here that will tell you that 
they are so happy that they weren't in the 401k at this last uh, time the stock market crashed. And they just laughed all the way through it, earned income, got their cash in the mail, and made their capital gains, and just kept on living that quality lifestyle. Because remember, we're not doing this for a little money. We're doing this for an unbelievable quality of lifestyle. The one you deserve to have today. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.